Greetings, greetings in the morning. <laughs> this is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm always going to say good morning because God wants us to start first thing in the morning, acknowledging him, worshiping him, praising him, praying to him and giving the whole day to him to guide us through. So good morning, listeners. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm going to dedicate the podcast. Hmm. I'm going to dedicate the podcast to Versa. Now, Versa is someone who knows the Lord and has been working diligently all of her life. Now, diligently towards what? I couldn't tell you other than just obviously surviving, but she has quite a bit of money. She was able to purchase her own condo in an affluent area in town. And now, she obviously is working to stay on her mountaintop. But listeners, she gives the glory to God. Oh, yes, she does. She believes in him. And when I see other Christians that are prospering, I am immediately what's the word, just filled and impressed and happy to know that the Lord is working in their lives too. You know, I may not be a millionaire, but God is blessing me and he keeps my head above water and I give him all the credit for it. So when someone else is doing well and they know the Lord You don't have to wonder. You don't have to scratch your head. It is plain and clear that God is near. Amen. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some important messages today from hope for each day. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 1 says... Now about the collection for God's people. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. Now, sadly, many people who visit churches are put off by what may seem like constant requests for money. But when someone complains to you about the church asking for money, we need to gently remind them of two things. Number one, invite them to consider what most churches actually do with the money they collect. And almost without exception, they use it to reach out to others that are seeking God's help and to make this world a better place. And second, encourage them to look beyond their superficial impressions 
about Jesus and discover what he is really like and lead them to the New Testament Gospels. And as a starting point, there they will find out what is written to help people know Jesus. This is basically an invitation to be honest. How can someone who doesn't know very much about Jesus reject him? So once you examine who Jesus was and what he did for you, there is no way you can remain neutral on your giving. Amen. Romans chapter 13 verse 7 says, Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. Jesus stated it clearly, listeners. You cannot serve both God and money. Yet too many people try. Someone wrote that money that they had made selling cash items, they didn't want to tell the government about it. Well, first, cheating of any kind will always keep you wondering if you'll be discovered. And second, you won't like the feeling that comes with knowing that you lack integrity and are dishonest. There's a deeper reason. As the scripture indicates, if we cheat, we are disobeying God. In his eyes, failing to pay taxes we owe is a little different from stealing from an individual. Furthermore, if we fail to pay the taxes we owe, then honest citizens will have to make up for the shortfall. If cheating of any kind enters our mind, we need to ask ourselves, why would we even consider it? I think money is too important to us and greed is ruling us. Whichever it is, confess it and put Christ first in your life. Amen. And listeners, we are not supposed to let money become the most important thing in life. And when bills mount, it is hard not to become preoccupied. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. Your heavenly father knows that you need these things. The problem is that money can all too easily become our master instead of our servant. And that's why the Bible so often talks about money, warning of its dangers and urging us to put it in its rightful place. The writer of Ecclesiastes wisely observed, whoever loves money will never have 
money enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied. Wow. Listeners, once we put Christ first in our life, we can ask him to help us trust him for our needs. Our Heavenly Father knows we need clothes. He knows we need food, a place to live, and we will not need to worry. That may seem impossible, but God will give us peace as long as we learn to trust Him. And we also need to deal with our finances responsibly. So that means you got to follow a realistic budget. You got to develop a plan to pay off debt. And you even (laughs) have to cut up credit cards if necessary. Amen. Hallelujah. Because they do cost us. Listeners, don't become a slave to money. Just learn to trust God in everything. I'm raising my hand because I'm learning. I'm learning to trust God in everything. Amen. A young man came to a church one night and said, I pray, I read the Bible, I go to church, but I have no victory in my life. What can I do? And the priest asked him, do you tithe? Do you give to God's work? And he replied, no, I don't because I don't make very much money. And the priest said, that's not the point. No one can rob God and expect to experience victory in life. We can pray all day long. We can go to church every week. We can read our Bible a thousand times. But if we are robbing God, we will be miserable and spiritually dry. There is no victory if we aren't giving a portion of our income to the Lord. Oh boy. The basis of our giving is the tithes. One-tenth of your income is God's period. It is God's rule, period. And it is valid today, period. Stay right there. We'll be right back, period. Here's a beautiful passage. To live is Christ. Philippians 1, verse 21. 
Christ lived in history and today he lives in people's lives. Jesus not only lived on this earth, but he still lives and he will live forever. Year after year, thousands of men, women, and young people receive Christ as Savior throughout the world. People with problems, burdens, and sins commit their lives to Jesus, and then we see a light in their eyes and a glow on their faces as they are transformed by the Spirit of God. When Christ takes up residence in their hearts, they become new creations in him. Listeners, when God takes up residence in our hearts, we become new creations in him. And today, as always, many people think that they can manage without God. They may manage economically, intellectually, and even socially. But down inside, they have a spiritual void that only can be filled by Jesus Christ. Jesus not only lived in the flesh in history, but he lives in you right now. Christ in you. The hope of glory, Colossians 1.27. Christ has come to live in your life. And as you commit your life to him, he will continue to live in your life. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14, God both raised up the Lord and he will also raise us up in his power. Amen. I feel a whisper coming on. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. You may have had strength yesterday. But today you find yourself weak and unable to hope in anything. You struggle to find me when you need me and can't understand why I'm not answering when you call upon me. But there is no reason for you to question my presence or my provision. I am with you always through my word, which holds every promise you'll need to overcome any obstacle. My promises should be your inspiration and reassurance as you wait for mountains to move and miracles to happen. Simply seek me when you're not sure what to do or what direction to go. When you need strength, I will supply you with all you need. And walking in my strength and not your own will enable you to become the weariness, overcome, excuse me, overcome the weariness that the struggles of life brings. It is through my word that you will find strength and the direction you need for every situation you face. You will need to carefully obey my word, 
following my instructions for your life without hesitation. Whatever it is I lead you to do through my word, know that I will be with you every step of the way, giving you all the strength you need while encouraging you and providing you with the peace you need to rest in my care. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for those words. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 105, verse 4. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Pray with me. Lord, make me a person of wisdom and discernment. I seek wisdom, Lord, not as the world gives, but as you give. Lead me in your ways and teach me from your word so that in time my wisdom might glorify your kingdom and your Son. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, today is a new day. Help me finish the important tasks first, even if those tasks are unpleasant. Don't let me put off until tomorrow what I should do today. Amen. Listeners, if you are having trouble prioritizing your day, Perhaps you've been trying to organize your life according to your own plans and not God's. A better strategy, of course, is to take your daily obligations and place them in the hands of the one who created you. And to do so, you must prioritize your day according to God's commandments. And you must seek his will and his wisdom in all matters. Then you can face the day with the assurance that the same God who created our universe out of nothingness will help you place first things first in your own life. Do not feel anxious, overwhelmed, or confused. Turn the concerns of this day over to God prayerfully, earnestly, and often. Then listen for his answer and trust the answer he gives. Put first things first and we get second things thrown in. Put second things first and we lose both first and second things. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, you are my strength and my protector. When I am troubled, you comfort me. When I am discouraged, you lift me up. Your love is infinite as your wisdom. 
Whatever my circumstances, dear Lord, let me always give the praise and the thanks and the glory to you. Amen. Listeners, our world is in a state of constant change. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. The world is a state of constant change. God is not. At times, the world seems to be trembling beneath our feet. But we Christians can be comforted in the knowledge that our Heavenly Father is the rock that cannot be shaken. His word promises, I am the Lord, I do not change. You can read Malachi chapter 3. We mortals encounter a multitude of changes, some good, some not so good. And on occasion, all of us must endure life-changing personal losses that leave us breathless. And when we do, our heavenly loving Father stands ready to protect us, to comfort us, to guide us, and in real time, He heals us. You're not gonna face difficult circumstances. You gotta remember that God is far bigger than any problem you may face. And it is because the Lord does not change that you can face your challenges. You're going to have courage this day and you're going to have hope for the future. Amen. Conditions are always changing. Therefore, I must not be dependent upon conditions What matters supremely is my soul and my relationship to God. Amen. Dear Lord, when I face the inevitable transitions of life, I will turn to you for strength and assurance. Thank you, Father, for love that is unchanging and everlasting. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Lord, I know that others are watching the way that I live my life. I know that others are watching the way that I live my life. I know that others are watching the way that I live my life. Help me to be an enthusiastic Christian with a faith that is indeed contagious. Amen. That's beautiful contagious. Listeners, 
This podcast is contagious for me. I literally live to come and pray with you. So I can't thank you enough for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. Bye for now.